I'm Brie. I'm Mar. And I'm Alexis. And this is Journeys to Journos. Where we connect with fellow journalists on their journeys. And hear what they've learned along the way. We're back with another episode of J to J. We're super excited for today's guest. And without further ado, I'll give a brief introduction. Originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Anna Moneymaker is a Getty Images staff photographer in Washington, D.C. She received her bachelor's degree from American University in 2018 with a major in film and media arts and a minor in international studies. Her work centers on many notable subjects that surround politics, the arts, and humanities in the United States. In the months following her graduation, Moneymaker shot for the Hill and covered multiple events from the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings to Senator John McCain's funeral. Following her time at the Hill, she had an internship on the multimedia desk for Agence France Press, pairing photos and videos with stories and sharing the work on the Wire's social media outlets. From July 2019 until June 2020, she covered Capitol Hill and the White House as a photojournalist intern for the New York Times. Before working for Getty Images, she freelanced regularly for the Times covering events ranging from President Trump's first impeachment trial, the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic in Washington, D.C., and the 2020 presidential election. Welcome, Anna. So nice to be here. Thank you so much. I just want to say, obviously, we all went to school together. Anna was a few years older than us, and I've followed your work since you graduated, and obviously since we've graduated. And I'm so in awe of everything you do, so we are so excited to have you here. Anna, we'd love to just kind of peel peel it back a little and go a little uh, towards the beginning of your journey. So when did you figure out you particularly enjoyed taking photos? Do you remember a significant first photo moment? Was it on a disposable? Do you have a flip phone with old photos? Or was it like later on in life? Um, yeah, I used to go on um like summer camp trips in albuquerque and like my my elementary school had some extension of like a like a like land up in like northern new mexico where they would uh like my mom would send me for like a week and a half and she would give me like a disposable camera and be like here like take all the pictures you want and within like the first two days i was i took all the photos <laughs> i was like i was like pretty as someone's as some people say now like i was pretty uh like heavy weighted on the, the shutter or something like i just just took all the pictures and then i wouldn't really have many um opportunities to like afterwards to like use those frames so i learned early on like to save your, like, save those photos, like, don't take them all at once, because half the photos I took were, like, photos with my finger in the, in the frame, um, so I'd say those are, like, the earliest memories of my photo making uh, journey, but then um, later on in high school, um, my grand, like, a visceral memory I have is, like, my grandmother came to live with me and my mom and stepdad for, like, the summer, and also the summer, uh, that was the summer that um, Ted Kennedy died, and me and my grandmother watched all of these documentaries about um, his life and his, the family's life. And, you know, like we learned about, um, I learned about, you know, the, the scandalous lives of the Kennedys, but also just what like really stuck with me was all the photos that were taken of them, like from their time in like the, you know, Massachusetts. And just like the documentation of not only Ted Kennedy, but like John F. Kennedy and his presidency. And I was just like really enamored by that lifestyle and that 
like just, just someone who's just a like literal like fly on the wall like someone was behind all those famous photos like from john john being under the desk to john kennedy and robert kennedy walking down the colonnade like someone was behind that camera and I was like, I want to do that. And then I got like a life magazine photo book that I still have that I like have it's frayed and torn apart. And I just used to look at all the pictures from those days of the like life magazine. And so, yeah, I just was, uh, that's where I got my love to be a photographer, like from freshman year of high school. And I was a, my yearbook photographer and um, I mean, my school, I graduated in a class size of 22 kids. So all of my friends um, and I were like, I was a photographer. I was basically just like a tripod for them. <laughs> um, but, you know, I but I like really enjoyed it. And those are just like the best memory. Those are the memories I have from those years is all the photos I took and how I grew as a photographer there. Even though it's not that I wasn't that good, but I just I loved it. It was probably the only the only thing I could really proudly say, like, I'm a photographer. I don't know what else I am. I'm a photographer. So yeah, that's kind of where I got it. That's awesome. And did you, you know, really, were you always like sure you could turn it into a profession? Did it ever feel like, you know, this is like a hobby or, you know, and was it always politics focused or did that kind of come in later on? I think politics came when I came to DC for school at American University. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, my, I could say, um, my step, my parents were like not very eager about me becoming a photo, like a photographer, let alone like photojournalist. And I remember I got, um, I don't know when it was, if it was in high school or in college, when Lindsay uh, Dario's book, like she released, like she's a photojournalist, like a famous war photographer. She, she released an autobiography that, um, then I like have like a copy of it from like the first week it came out, and I showed it to my stepdad, and he was like you think you can do this like you how can you how could you like be a war photographer like that's not something you could do and I just heard that and I was like uh no <laughs> like I could totally do it if I wanted to but also I mean I haven't really done that yet but I was like I can totally make like documentary photography my thing um and then and then my dad was like you're gonna be a photographer all you're gonna do is like take senior pictures and like baby pictures or wedding photos like that's all you're gonna do for the first like 10 years of your career and I was like okay well maybe if I do that I do that or if I don't I don't and but all that all I know is like I want to work with something like a camera in hand um and then I went to you know I came to AU and my major originally was international studies because that's the only way my parents agreed to send me across the country because I was like I'm gonna major in international studies and then my second semester, like first semester sophomore year, I switched to film and media because that was the only way I could take all the photo classes. And my mom was pretty upset when I switched my major, but then in the end, I think it worked out. I love I love you not taking no for an answer. I think that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's, it's I, I, it comes off as like, yeah, I'm like an Aries headstrong person, but also I'm like, uh, I don't know sometimes what I'm doing, but I think just like going for it and following your gut is a good thing. And you think about it like 10 years down the line, are you going to be happy with the choice you made? And if you're not, then like, why do it? I remember back in college, like you were running around the city, taking pictures at concerts, always at the 930 club, like getting press badges. Can you tell us a little bit about like your photography outside of, you know, 
covering some of the biggest things in the nation. Like when did like when you were in school and like learning all that stuff, like outside of politics and current affairs, like what were you taking pictures of? Um, yeah, I used to be a really um, avid, avid, avid music photographer um, because my uh, like my dad is a my parents are pharmacists, but my dad's like a musician on the side somewhat sometimes. And he like instilled in me like a love for music. So I never was able to like have been enough patience to take like, cl- like classes in music. Um, but I instead just uh, like to take photos of it. And so I remember um, WBAU, the college radio had a concert like um, sophomore year uh, with like Alex G and Hop Along. And I was like, I was like, I got in front and I took all the pictures, took too many photos. And, but at the, at the end, I just like loved the um, way that I had like, memories and frames of those and seeing them in print too was really cool um but yeah i used to do a lot of a lot of music photography and another thing that like got me uh started was like freshman year um the global earth citizen concert was on the mall and i got there like at nine in the morning and like rushed to the front with my like 70 to 200 it was free i could totally be there the whole day but I, you know you had to like you could you had to like forfeit your access to food in the bathroom but like i stood there the whole time and you know by the end of the day like gwen stefani came out and i was like it was worth it to um get those pictures and my editor of the photo collective um told me i did a good job and i used to really value her opinion and i was just like okay then i can do it <laughs> um yeah so that's i think that's where i, I used to, uh music photography was like a, a big thing um yeah and I always thought that was really, you know, like inspirational to me personally, because I you know, worked at the at the black print and I was always like, I was like, man, like your photos are so cool. I was like, well, if you can do that, like you can get press passes, like if you can get press badges, like why can't we get press badges? So I started like applying to like concerts and stuff, like definitely after like seeing all the photos come out. So I thought that was cool. Right. Another thing like I remember about like student media organizations is like if you can't get the press passes, you should just make the press passes, <laughs> um, even though I wouldn't con- like some people do that like in break into like festivals like that have a lot of security and I'm like don't do that but you know like put something on yourself to like say you're press and then then that makes you press like then you do it and that's the only way you have access the only way you can practice because otherwise like you you don't and yeah I think yeah just make your press passes (laughs) that's such funny advice I think we Alexis and I could have really benefited from from knowing that uh in college (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Anna, I'm I'm very curious. Um, you know, there's clearly so many parts of your journey you spoke about taking disposable camera photos and clearly now, you know, you work at Getty. Um, what would you say throughout that journey are like pinnacle moments that you think you could reference to what got you here today? Was it any, you know, specific mentor or moment uh that you credit uh towards you know where where you are today um yeah so (laughs) i guess not flexing au but like when uh like when i was when i came to au i was like i'm an international studies major i'm gonna be a diplomat classic Um, (laughs) um and then i met like my uh the director of the photo collective at the time who uh christy chua who was a really like a really awesome photographer who took lots of pictures of like all the protests that happened on campus 
all of that. She also did music photography too. Anyway, she like told me up front, like during like the, you know, clubs, clubs week at like AU, um, like at that fair that we went to, she was like, you know, if you aren't a major in film and media, you can still join Photo Collective because that's what Photo Collective is about is like allowing people to join. Even if you're not a film and media major, you can still like come and practice photography as like your hobby. Um, so I did that. And then there was like a spreadsheet of assignments that we could take. And I used to put my name on every single, um, every single like uh, assignment, whether it was, I don't know, like Holy Week or uh, like the week, <laughs> the Holocaust week where people were reading like the names of like Holocaust survivors. I don't know, just anything. I was just putting my name on it just to like, just to take pictures of it. Cause I just wanted to, and seeing photos shared on Facebook just like gave me a thrill. And sometimes, you know, photos would be shared like with the Eagle. Sometimes we'd work with the Eagle. I think my first photo assignment was like a soccer game for the Eagle. Um, yeah, just like anything, I, I just had that, like from the freshman year, I was like, I want to do this. Um, and do as much as possible. And I think that helped me uh, kind of have the people on, at AU thought I was like very avid and yeah. eager to to do this. So then, and then I came to, you know, work in, in a professional setting with like, you know, Associated Press photographers, New York Times photographers, like, and one photographer who like my, is one of my mentors, Doug Mills, um, he told me once that like, every assignment is an opportunity. Just look at it that way. like. No, there's no assignment too big or too small. And I've always like kind of kept that at heart, uh, like to keep going, keep on going with that. Totally. That's also so interesting that, you know, when people think of DC, they probably think of the photography that you're taking now, but clearly in the four years of your undergrad, you know, DC has an amazing music scene. And like you said, sports and protests, and it just like offers so many opportunities to like capture, um, moments that clearly were transferable in the politics setting. Um, yeah. So very interesting, yeah. Uh, did you ever take uh, like culinary photos? Are you good at like food pictures? <laughs> I feel like you listed every other type of photo. Yeah, I, uh, one, of the, one of the like four or five photo classes AU offers was a commercial and large format photography class. And uh, a, like, a, I mean, it was a once a class that, that we had like once a week. Um, and the, one of the lessons we had was to go to our professor's house and take photos of food. <laughs> I mean, his, his part, his partner had like, would really give us like a, some beautiful food to work with, but I, I don't know. I think I, I've never gone forward with, with food photography. I'm sure that was a pinnacle do. moment going to your, your professor's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like his, it was like his townhouse, like in Columbia Heights, and it had beautiful light. It was gorgeous, but it was. I was like, "This isn't for me." <laughs> yeah, a little too still that food. It's not doing anything exciting. Yeah, um, I was more interested wait. in the dog. <laughs> it was a dog. Like, cute. I mean, valid. In that realm, I mean, maybe not food photography is sticking out in your mind, but part of my job at work is to add art to stories that we're publishing all day long. And I get super excited whenever I see your credit line on the pictures. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely using this one. Me too. Um, exactly. So oh, cool. I'll, I'll never forget your picture being, I mean, tons of pictures you've taken. I've seen everywhere. But the one that always sticks out in my mind is Trump on the balcony coming home from the hospital like ripping the mask off and just like 
the angle, everything about it, it was so dramatic and it like is seared into my brain for the end of time. Are there any other images like that that stick out in your mind that'll kind of last forever for you? Ooh, that's hard. Um, hmm. That picture for sure. Um, but um, like a couple weeks ago, the uh, like the Supreme Court Justice nominee, uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson, uh, she, you know, was going through her judiciary, like the judiciary hearings. And, you know, the I was there for the moment when uh, Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker was like giving her this really amazing speech about her like place in history and judge jackson just started to cry and that was like a that was an insane moment like to to witness that and then um so that in the recent memory that's a photo that i'll like never forget <laughs> that's awesome are there moments when you're in the room in like historic instances like that where you're just like holy crap i'm in the room <laughs> where it happens <sighs> Yeah, like when um, Trump got COVID, uh, I was at the White House when he left to go to Walter Reed. And I like me and another me and I mean, there's like seven photographers who are part of the like in-house pool. We were all just like, what's going to happen? How long is he going to be gone? And there was a there was definitely like a mood um, to that like his departure because i've covered hundreds of i'm maybe now like hundreds of departures biden and trump like just going to a helicopter coming back um and that moment was just like that was wild it was somewhat ominous and uncertain and yeah that that was a moment that was wild i've used wild a lot um but then then you know like justice kavanaugh like when he was going through his confirmation hearings like those were those were surreal days too um, yeah, I do. I, I, I don't know. I've seen just a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, speaking of like, I, I think you get to see some, you know, you look back and you see so many of those big moments, but I kind of want to talk about those days in between, like, you know, when you're covering politics in Washington, I'm sure you end up covering, you know, a lot of the same events, shooting a lot of the same faces over and over so what do you, you know, when you when you are going through those motions, like what are you looking for and how do you give those visuals like a fresh perspective? Um, well, it's somewhat different. It's it it was it's a bit different, like working for the Times and then working for Getty. The New York Times, my like one of the, of the people I worked with, like the staffers I worked with, she kind of told me that like the New York Times is about like you're working um, for a newspaper, you have like one client to serve and it's okay to like, you know, you go into like a Rayburn hearing room five times a week, you know, the, you know, the whole setup, you know, how, where the witnesses are going to sit, you know, where the members are going to sit, like think, but when you go into that room, think of like five pictures that you want to make before then, and then make them and make them different because like with, with Getty, and also like Reuters or AAP or AFP, you like are, you do have to get the head, you got, you have to get the headshot, you have to get the wide, you have to get the medium, you have to get the, uh, the interaction, like the handshake, like those things you have to like mark off and get. And then after you get all the, like your bread and butter pictures, then you can go off to the side and go around. Um, so like, that's kind of how I operate. And so I think having worked for the times for like 18 months before my Getty job, I did have I did practice a lot to try to like get different pictures, but 
yeah, with Getty, you, I try to, you know, get that, like the important pictures that the clients want um, or need. And also other things to like keep myself like sane. Cause if you take the same picture, like over and over again, you'll start to get jaded and I'm trying not to do that. <laughs> There's so many things you just said that I feel like I hadn't even considered as a part of like your thinking and your day to day. So what would you say are like key components to being a successful photojournalist? And on top of that, are there any misconceptions that people have when it comes to thinking about what your job entails? I think there's a big part of like knowing your technical technical camera. <laughs> like, like don't shoot, like especially on the hill. If you're gonna work in Washington, you need to look, know how to like work in low light situations. Um, there's a technical side to it, like learning how to how to work with aperture, ISO, shutter speed. Um, that's the thing that you need to knock out first. And if you can knock out that, then that's good. But then also like how to like deal with people, you know, working uh, like on the hill. I've I was so shy when I started working for like the the newspaper, the hill. And I think learning to like work with people. Um, being like PR people was, was really important. But then even like going to, um, you know, I, I went to Surfside like like a week out, like a couple weeks after the condo collapse and being sensitive is a huge thing. Like uh, being sensitive to things. So like putting the people first and then like, then being the photographer is a really important thing. Um, yeah, and then uh, misconceptions about photographer, photojournalists. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I've, I don't know if I could say, cause like I've only been in this industry for almost four years now. I guess it's like a long time, but sometimes it feels like not a lot of time. Um, like, do your parents fully understand what your job like looks like? Mm -hmm. I feel like I try to explain to my parents what I do and they're like only aware of like the few front facing jobs in journalism. Like you said, like you look at a photo um, and you forget that there is someone behind the camera or you look at a Chiron while watching the news and forget there's some producer frantically typing that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, my, uh, I think sometimes my parents are like, we don't see your pictures anymore, like on the paper, like, like, like my dad used to go buy my, like the New York Times at the hospital he worked at, like he would buy a paper from the gift shop. And now he's like, I don't do that anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, look at the TV. <laughs> There's pictures there. Um, yeah, no, I don't think that, I don't think they, uh, I mean, I think, I think they understand the, uh, the, you know, I take photos for a new service and my photos will go with some certain story, but they don't understand how like the intricacies of like the White House, Washington, Capitol Hill pool, like where the photo organizations stand, like that's something that they don't like maybe understand, but there's no point in explaining that. Cause like a picture is a picture, it'll get out there. And um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's what they get. I think one thing that sometimes people don't, maybe don't get is like, I mean, not, I mean, they get, maybe you all have done this like stakeouts. Like sometimes a picture takes like eight hours to wait for, like during all the impeachment. <laughs> during, oh, like, State of the, I'm sure you're crouched at like the State of the Union for like. <laughs> oh, actually, but only like no, I like State of the Union, sure, but like mm -hmm. I remember my first assignment I had as a freelancer for uh, I worked for Bloomberg, and it was just to get. Um, oh my gosh, I'm not. I can't remember his name. I almost wanted to say uh, Robert Mueller, but that's not him. Um, there's all these guys I can't freaking remember their names, um, but it was it was like who is Trump's former lawyer? 
uh, Michael Cohen, he was just leaving like a Senate office and I got him arriving and then I got him leaving. But getting him arriving, I had to be there at like three in the, like, I'm not, sorry, like at like eight in the morning just for him to arrive at 10. And then he stayed there until seven. And I had to be there the whole time just to like for anything to come. And so like, though, but those two pictures, like those were really like important pictures. And I remember, yeah, I saw my picture on the, like on some TV. My mom saw it too. And she was all like, oh, that's amazing. And then, but yeah, like the amount of time it took to wait for those photos was a lot. And also like sitting on a, I sit on a stool. I sit on like a turtle stool, like something you normally stand on, but like, you know, you like contort your body for like eight hours at a time, which is not great. So do yoga. <laughs> oh yeah, listen, yoga and journalism go go well together. <laughs> but yeah, I think like, you know, people, you know, it can seem really simple, like, oh, it's just a photo, like everyone takes photos on their phones, but there's a lot more to, to photojournalism. And I think, you know, even the impacts of what, of what these photos mean, I think, you know, to history sometimes, like, they end up, these are the photos that end up in the textbooks that you see, you know, you're reading about, like, you know, you were saying about, like, the Kennedys, like, all of those, those were, you know, photojournalists taking those pictures sometimes, and, you know, how does that, how do you deal with, I guess, you know, the, the prominence, or I guess, are there any difficulties with the weight of the photos that, you know, that you take sometimes? Um, I don't know, I haven't fully, like, well, I think when I see my picture in a textbook, then I will feel like, oh my god, oh, yeah. I can. But then there's also like missing pictures too that like really sucks. Mm. Um, and then, but trying not to be too hard on yourself is a good is an important thing to like remember. Which I've I've missed several pictures, <laughs> many pictures sometimes, and I can sometimes let it get to me. And then I, yeah, like I remember um, like one person like gave me advice one like wire prominent wire photographer was like like you know if you miss a picture and then you spend time like dwelling on that you're gonna miss like five more pictures um so yeah that that's something that um that i like dealt with but um like the prominence and like importance of the photos yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> so you um had mentioned uh before that sometimes you know days require staking out for multiple hours at a time to get the perfect shot but i'm sure sometimes your job requires you to run towards you know the action whether dangerous exciting or unknown so are there ever moments of like anxiousness or fears that you have in having to you know go to these events and you know do your job well um yeah um hmm, let me think like i i haven't done too many assignments of like running towards action or danger like yet because during all of the like during the George Floyd protests <laughs> I wasn't like allowed to go to any like of the protests because I hadn't had like hazard environment training um which I think is important for journalists to go through um but then I remember <laughs> this was in college uh when like Trump got inaugurated there was like a lot of chaos in the streets that i went to with another photographer we made our homemade badges um and i was like yeah let's go and then like some limo caught on fire and then i was like um 
maybe we should leave <laughs> or maybe we should like take a step back um but yeah no uh I don't so yeah that those are some like moments of running towards the action that i remember <laughs> no picture is like worth hurting yourself over like that's something i kind of had to process um like after like the insurrection like like i was off the capitol for for that day and oh my God. wasn't i was only there to like you know cover the electoral college count and then you know the like stuff hit the fan and i was i had a moment of free i froze and i went into like an office and like hid which i for a few months after that really regretted um but then in the end it was like it's not worth like hurting yourself because if you hurt yourself then you don't you're not going to take future pictures and yeah so that's something to remember <laughs> yeah we're all human and i think mm -hmm. something we appreciate um discussing with other fellow journalists is the human part of you know ourselves because i think a lot of the times you're expected to just like show up for your job and perform well but i can only imagine in the middle of an insurrection like you having to also take care of yourself um and mm -hmm. i'm glad that you did that in that moment yeah <laughs> so is my mom <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i like I was thinking, I was like, was Anna at the Capitol that day? And it really hit me when I was like writing these questions. I was like, I think she was like in my mind. I was like, I really like, I remember just going through my head and taking stock that day. Mariah and I were living together at the time and we were just like in total hysterics. And I was like, who do we know that's there? Like, it was just like a full, I mean, not to make it about me at all. You were literally in the Capitol, but just like, I, yeah, I can't even imagine having to like make those decisions in that moment to run for safety, like literally try to save your life. Yeah, it was a day and a half for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Is there anything, I mean, I guess like kind of following up on that, was it like a little hard to get back into the Capitol after that and be like, okay, let's go do this again. Like, let's go back to work. Like just covering the hill from day to day yeah. in those um, yeah, it was weird. It was, it was like, I mean, other journalists I've talked to who were there, like, all say it, like, it's kind of like having your, like, being present for your house being broken into. That sounds like really dramatic thinking of like, ah, oh, it's the people's house, like, it's our house. But it like, it literally like, that's kind of where I got my bearings to being a photographer, photojournalist. And I go there every day, almost three weeks a month, like, three weeks out of the month, I'm probably there. And just having to uh, like seeing the seeing people break a window to like get into it was and and then seeing the remnants of it like the few months after that it was it was hard I mean I can't speak for like other photographers like that were there but for me personally yeah it was it was hard but it was an important job to do it uh, like to cover like the aftermath of it and I think I did like I may have froze in the moment of that day but the days afterwards, I think I tried my hardest to like redeem myself for a little bit and take photo, take those quiet moments of like shattered glass, like the police officers, the forensic like people who were like taking photos of everything. And then the pre preparation for the freaking inauguration too, like just, just everything, just like keep on like taking pictures of it. Um, I, I, I mean, I, and I did, um, I mean, I was seeing a therapist before that, but I did, I, I like 
totally made use of that therapist in the weeks after. Um, and that really uh, was, that was a good thing to have him. Cause otherwise I don't know what I, how I would have gotten through it. And I did have to, I did go home for like a week, like a month after it, I did go home for uh, like a week to see my parents. Cause I was like, it was just kind of like a weird cycle of just dark, I mean, like negative thoughts. Um, and so I think anyone who's going through things should definitely take pause, see therapy if you can afford it, but also take, go home if you need to, like, yeah. Yeah, I think all the self-care choices like you made are super important because you have to get yourself through it. You have to, you know, get up and do the same job, you know, the next couple of days. So doing it in yeah. a healthy way that's like, you know, important is is super important to you. Yeah. And like another thing I will I won't say it too long. It's like Mike, another photographer I know has said that like think of your mind like your camera. Like, would you want to work with a camera that's like malfunctioning or broken or lagging? No. So then how would you want to work with yourself? if you are also lagging or not broken, but just not fully working well, I don't know. No, I think that totally yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's like a really good way to think of it. Cause I think sometimes like you can just get lost in the sense that you have to keep working. And like, if the work isn't gonna be to the level that it should be or that it could be, it's like, what's the point, you know? That's yeah. such a that's such a good way to think about that. Yeah. Wow, okay. Well major kudos to you for the self-care and the self-awareness to be responsible with that because i think like especially for young people it could be really hard to make those responsible decisions for yourself um setting boundaries yes exactly yes. exactly yes that's that's the way you phrase that <laughs> i was like struggling i'm just like thinking about what you're saying and trying to take it all in i'm like oh my god um well shifting gears a little tiny bit what's next for anna i mean Getty Images is like, that's it. I mean, if you're like, to do it, you're doing it. So, I mean, not saying that you're planning a big change in your career, but just like, are there any goals that you have or things that you hope to accomplish at some point or, you know, a vision for maybe the next five, 10, whatever years for yourself? No pressure no. at all. <laughs> um, I think I would definitely, um, no, like working for Getty is like, I'm like pinching myself. I'm only, I mean, I, I, my, my week, my year anniversary is next week and I'm still like trying to like, is this real? I don't know. Um, and so I'm definitely just trying to like live in the moment, but also I, I am excited to like cover the midterms to hopefully go and work with like any sort of candidate, um, like cover any kind of candidate because, you know, these elections are super important as like every election cycle is but um no i think it's i'm i'm excited for the fall to and i mean the summer too just to like keep on covering these elected officials who change a lot of our lives lives um and also the presidential election too um i was i mean when biden and trump were running against each other i was i was you know, all the people, all the big staffers go off to follow the candidates, but then the people who, like freelancers, stay in D.C. to, like, cover anything else left, which are great. It's a great assignment. They're great assignments. But, you know, I do hope I can um, play a part in some capacity of, like, presidential candidates, whether it's going to what other, whatever state is important in the primary in 2024, 23, Iowa. I don't know, <laughs> uh, or any any other place. But yeah, I, I do look forward to doing that. And also, um, I don't know, I, I'm 
I need to renew my passport. So I would love to do any other international travel, uh, like any anything that like Getty needs. But otherwise, just like being part of the team and making the best of it for as long as I can. Well, we can't wait to see all those pictures from the trail when they come. I know you'll be covering someone somewhere. Um, one last thing before we let you go, we like to do a little rapid fire with all our guests, just a couple quick questions to get to know you a little tiny bit better. So okay. to kick us off, how do you take your coffee? Uh, with a little bit of cream and sugar and a shot of espresso. Extra charged. Okay. What's your first app you open when you grab your phone? Safari to play Wordle. <laughs> okay. If you weren't a photojournalist, what do you think you'd be? Um, a hairstylist. Okay. Are you more of an introvert or an extrovert? I think I'm like an extrovert, but I appreciate my time alone. Like I live alone. So I appreciate the time I get to hang out with people a lot. Fair. Um, lastly, Twitter. Do you love it or do you hate it? I love it for a source of uh, tracking down lawmakers on the Hill. And that's the most I get out of it. I don't project anything. I'm more intake. So, a lurker. I guess that's I what like I consider it. myself on t Twitter too. I try not <laughs> yeah. to be a part of the crowd. Yeah. I just no memes, no memes on your feed, Anna. Don't be Twitter's main character. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, memes. I mean, maybe some, uh, and I'm also just dabbling, dabbling into like, consuming TikTok, which maybe is like a terrible, terrible choice. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a great idea. Come yeah. to the dark side. Yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> We're all avid TikTok consumers. Well, I want to thank you again and again and again. This was so much fun. I feel like I learned a lot and things that I did not know. So this was fantastic. Congratulations on your one year at Getty. And hopefully we'll be able to talk soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Journeys to Journos. If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave us a review. To stay all caught up on the pod, our guests and episodes to come, be sure to follow us on socials at J2J underscore podcast. We'll see you next week.